seven seas. Head hunting Wilkes Boop in the mezzanine. Nina on my hip, John Ham. I'm a madman. Give me the loot, give me the loot. I'm a bad man. I do damage when I'm brandishing the pistol. So get your hands up and keep them there like a Chris show. Trust me, you don't want to die for some cargo. Turn this to a hostage situation. Argo. It's a trap. Catch your exit in the orbit. Lay down your arms and prepare to be boarded. Money and mischief is everything we stand for. So put the transport ledgers in the transport. Not a smuggler, forever I'm a pirate. Six shooter on my waist, that's a sidekick. Free of the system, we lurk in the black. You cop before you realize where you're at. Screaming, the black dick holonet. Welcome to the Scum and Villainy podcast interview series. I am joined by Scott Williams, also known as Mr. Froggy. Scott, how's it going? It's going great. It's going uh, great. I hear you did uh, well at some tournament recently. I did okay. <laughs> We're going to cover that in our end-all, be-all major cast that we've got coming up. Beforehand, um, we've got someone who... I don't know if you heard of him, Morgan Reed. Uh, Morgan, uh, you were the, I'm not going to call you runner-up. I'm going to call you world champion-elect. How does that sound? Uh, sounds very generous of you, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how are you doing, man? Thanks for coming on the cast. Hey, really good, mate. Thanks for having me. Um, I really enjoy your shows, and it's uh, it's an honor to be able to, to jump on and, and speak. Yeah, I'm I'm. St- Stoked! Um, I loved the list you flew. Um, let's kind of get into that. So you, uh, you're the uh, world champion elect, which means that you did just so happen to lose to some dude named Paul Paul Heber, right? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That guy's pretty good, huh? He was good, really good. Yeah. So let's talk. Uh, let's let's. I'm sure the world knows the Galactic Holonet, I should say, knows already, but. Why don't you uh, tell us what you flew and what sort of made you, what made you choose that list going into worlds? Yeah, so the, the the squad was Whisper with Veteran Instincts, Fire Control System, Rebel Captive, uh, Advanced Cloak, mm-hmm. um, Harold Runner, Swarm Tactics, and three Academies okay. coming in at ninety eight points. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of why I flew it, I I, I flew it for our nationals um, a few months ago, and I'd been playing it. For a long time, probably for you know four months, I suppose exclusively to, to not much else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew it pretty well, and it, and it did really well for me at nationals. And um, you know, I listened to some advice from a bunch of people said, and they just said fly what you know. And I sort of felt a bit of an obligation as well um, that you know we managed to win our nationals with it, so I should go and represent uh, against the world with it and, and see how it went. Yeah. How awesome is that, by the way, winning nationals, and then they they. Did they do the same thing last year where they, they actually give you your flame ticket over, right? Is that correct? Yeah, I think um, most of the other guys from around the world had their full flights paid for. Um, we, you know, from the guys from Australia for both X-Wing and, and the other games got half our flights paid for and, and the accommodation. So it was, yeah, it's pretty awesome by FFG to do that. That's that's pretty darn cool, man. Although I, I guess it's when you're flying or like halfway or actually – you know, all the way across the world, um, it, it gets a little bit more expensive, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's not cheap. Well, so. you you made that a, f- a family trip, though. I remember I saw your uh, your kid and your and your wife there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, after I won nationals and and we found out that uh, fancy flight we we're going to pay for half the half the tickets over, I sort of asked my wife. I said, "Hey, you know, do you want to come over and make us a bit of a holiday?" And she ummed and ahed because our boy's pretty young. He's 10 months old. Mm-hmm. But she ended up going, yeah, why not? Let's give it a go and uh, came over. Is yeah. this your first uh, trip to the States? 
Uh, first as an adult, I, my parents took me there when I was a kid to Disneyland and that sort of thing. But I was probably only you know four or five years old, and so it was first first trips as an adult. Yeah. Well, Minnesota, I wouldn't necessarily pick as like the representative place to go for the United States. But did you have fun while you're over here? Mate, I did. We uh, we went to a few places. We went to Vegas, uh, obviously Minnesota. We went to San Francisco, and then down the west coast, uh, down to LA. Yeah, nope. so we got to see a bit, and it was great. Now Vegas, I would choose um, as uh, the perfect destination for the United States. There's a lot to do there, man. <laughs> well, Ricky's a gambler, so yeah. I, I, I did. <laughs> I did go to. I did go to Vegas and gamble recently. It was awesome. Um, anyways, back to to, to X Wing, boy. Uh, so, uh, so you did well at Worlds. Um, let's let's kind of dive into your list. Um, what was the thought process going in uh, to why you chose that? Um, like specifically in regards to what do you think about that list made it successful uh, versus you know the the field at Worlds? Yeah, um, I mean. I suppose whisper in a mini swarm is is largely defined by how you care that whisper, and then you know a couple of your tie configurations. And I mean, for me, uh, the veteran instincts is a, a bit of a no-brainer. Like you, you need that, um, I think. Um, you know, the debate between fire control and sensor jammer. I, I tried sensor jammer, and I just I mean, it was good against gunner falcons, but I. I just didn't like it for the damage output. It just couldn't get just consistent damage. And I found that, you know, Whisper getting into range one with that target lock and focus um, towards the end of the game can be the difference between dropping a ship and, and you know, and winning the game or losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Rebel Captive, um, I, I think really that's the, the key for the Phantom matchup. Um, you know, Rebel Captive's great against other Phantoms and it's good to some extent to Falcons for a bit of control um, for their green moves um, but just generally discourages people from shooting at Whisper you know she's already a hard target and throwing a, a Rebel Captive there and you know there's a few times even at Worlds that people decided just not to shoot entirely at her and had no shot um, so I think it's a, a pretty powerful powerful card and, and good utility um, you know that the Mini Swarm I'm not. I'd probably change it. I mean, I've, I've played how with Swarm Tactics for a long time with the three academies, um, and I was sort of, you know, the last couple of months I was sort of waning off it, and I, I didn't really know how to how to change it up. But I think post Worlds, and if I keep playing a little bit into Wave Five, I'm going to drop how with the Swarm and put in Dark Person Backstabber, and that should that should trade in nicely for um, how with the Swarm Tactics and an Academy Pilot still sit at 98. That's nice. So, you know, I wanted to ask you something about how did the world's meta compare to what you faced at nationals? What were did you see things that were similar, or how how were they? How was that for you? Yeah, I mean, um, our nationals uh, was certainly not as many falcons. I mean, the, the thing that I wasn't surprised, but I was, um, you know, it was. It was I wasn't surprised, but I was still shocked. There was a lot of Falcons at Worlds, and um, you know, not, not a lot of people play Falcons in Australia. Um, so that was that was a big um, sort of eye opener. You know, uh, the amount that were there, and but not only that, there was I mean, some great squads. I mean, like yours, Scott and and Jonathan's as well, um, with those sort of inventive stress things. And the one I was fascinated by was Dom's as well. Um, very unique squads, and it was just great. Yeah, his to watch. was crazy. Yeah, and it was great to watch those those interesting squads played by really good players. And I really enjoyed actually the Friday just walking around and, and watching a few of you guys play and, and, and do your thing with those squads. 
So, uh, speaking of uh, squads that you liked at Worlds, what were the ones that kind of jumped out to you that uh, that you really enjoyed that you maybe you didn't expect, or what were like what were the squads that kind of jumped out and you're like, oh man, well done, you know, like golf clap. Yeah, um, well, the two obvious ones that I were aware of was um, was Dom's, um, and also for Scott and, and John's with their stress squads. Um, those for me, I was surprised at, especially the stress squad doing so well. Um, but Dom's I found really interesting when I was looking at it. It was one of those squads where I wasn't sure how I would play it and how I would play against it. And I think that's you know it makes it a mark of a really good squad by a good player is that you can surprise people and you don't have a pre-prepared game plan against something like it. So those two stood out for me. For for the record, um, Dom, I, I, of course, we, we, we had an interview with Dom. If anyone hasn't heard it before and is kind of listening out of order, Dom flew a Doom shuttle. He flew uh, Soontir with Push the Limit. He flew a Sigma with sit, with a Sigium Particle Accelerator and, and Backstabber, right? And, and Backstabber, yeah. yeah. Love that. That ship uh. is so super efficient. And Scott, just I know we're going to cover it in, in another episode, but just for the record, go ahead and uh, go ahead and tell everybody about you and Jonathan's Panic Attack Squad. So the list that we ran has three Bs with the E2 mod and Tactician, and then uh, a Gold Squadron with an Ion Turret and R3A2. And, yeah, it's it's a fun control build, a very fun control build. Yeah, I, I was really happy that you did well with that. All right, so let's kind of dive a little bit into... You'd mentioned Wave 5, and you're going to and you're gonna trans kind of go into... Backstabber and Dark Curse. Actually, I'm going to bring that up. Uh, what about Dark Curse? I'm actually not the biggest fan of his, but that's okay. You're you're at this point, uh, you're way more accomplished than I am. So, kind of give him, give me why Dark Curse over, say, like a Night Beast or something along those lines. Yeah, look, uh, and maybe I'm thinking too way four centric mm-hmm. um, with this, but um, one, I haven't really played Dark Curse, and I. I always enjoy playing against Dark Curse. Uh, it's a really annoying ship, and I think with the pre- uh, prevalence of Gunner, certainly for Wave 4, that I think Dark Curse will, will sit in there nicely, just as an annoying ship, um, and give it some more survivability. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, h- how much Gunner we're going to see in Wave 5, I think certainly we'll see Gunner on, on Decimators. I'm not sure about on the Super Dash if we'll see Gunners or, you know, some, some Fringers or whatever they are, the other, the other low pilot skill ones, but that's my thinking at the moment, yeah. I love that you call it Fringer because that's a uh, that's a local thing that we that we annoy one of our buddies with. We always call it Fringer, and uh, it just drives him nuts. So, listen, if you're listening, Joe Henson, the world champion elect, calls it Fringer too. So you're gonna have to kind of stick that in your craw and chew it a little bit. Um, let's see here. Uh, what do you think about Wave Five? Like, what do you expect in the meta, and what do you kind of uh, what do you kind of think's gonna? What do you think is gonna play well? Just in general, how's it going? How's the meta gonna shift? Yeah, I think Wave Five is gonna be fascinating. Um, I mean, the initial first look at it, you think, oh, you know, geez, we've got more turrets here, and there's gonna be two more super turret ships, and it's only gonna be a bad thing for positional games and, and small bases. But you know, I, I, when, when you look more at it, and I might be off the mark here, and I haven't sort of seen much commentary of it, I, I think it's actually gonna bring ships like Whisper. Echo and the Interceptors back into the game um, in that I think the Super Dash and to an extent the Decimator is going to not counter but match up well against the Fat Hands that, that really dominate the, the Phantoms and the Interceptors um, 
so that I think we'll see a decrease in the fat hands and we'll see an increase in the, the super dash and decimator. Uh, and I think, you know, Whisper, Echo and, and Sunti Fowl and Jax will do quite well to get into that range one of a, um, of a dash and I think they've got the damage uh, and the defense dice resiliency, resiliency um, against a decimator um, to, to, to go well. So, uh, you know, whilst part of me, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, of turret squads. Um, I think it's going to be a good thing for the meta, and I think it's really going to balance things out. Hey, um, Morgan, did you play in the TC Cup? Um, I, I thought I saw you in there. What, what did you run any? Uh, what did you run in there that was that that had Wave Five in it? I'm just curious. Yeah, so I I took a um, my Whisper Squad um, as for the mm-hmm. Worlds. Um, okay. And I, and I also took a, a super dash build, so the standard super dash with um, the Kalkatan, and I think two A wings and a and a bandit. Um, That's a good only, list. That's a strong list, man. Yeah, but I only played that squad once, and I actually did it by accident. Um, the whole idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, tell us more about that one. So I actually just wanted to play Whisper uh, exclusively, but I wanted to have a dash on the side just to you know people think I'd play it or, or whatever. So I just was all I wanted to do was just play Whisper. And get as much practice as I could with her before Worlds, and see how she fares up against the the Wave Five ships. Um, you know, so probably to my own detriment in in the matchups. Uh, you know, I played her against a VI Han, I played her against a, a VI Rebel Captive Kath, and you know, I got beaten, got outflown those two games. But I, um, you know, good practice with her. It was funny that the last game I played actually before I got knocked out before the finals, which I wasn't even close to contending. I think. Um, it was a bit of a rush. I was just online, Vassal, checking out a game, and I saw my opponent send him a quick message and said, hey, mate, do you want to just play a game now? And he's like, yeah, sure. And so as we were setting it all up, I, I put the dial down, and I was supposed to choose my Whisper Squad, but I left it on you know, the default Rebel setting of one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man, now I've got to play this squad I've never played before. So, yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> so you were, you were using the Dash Squad almost to uh, have people not run the squad you didn't want them to run like you're using it almost as a scare tactic uh yeah it was a little bit but also i think at the time when we had to submit our squads there was no ruling about wave five being available for worlds or not so i had that there as okay let's see what ffg decide if they say wave five's in well i can practice with with dash if they say no it's not well i've got my whisper squad to fall back to yeah yeah that's good so, who did you play the most to in your prep uh, for Worlds? Yeah, uh, Grant. Grant O'Dwyer. So, you'll see Grant's in the top eight in the TCO at the moment. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a mate of mine, um, and I got him into X-Wing not that long ago, actually, and he's, he's picked it up really fast, and he's got a real, real knack for it. Um, and I sort of asked him to play Fat Hand with VI to death, and he he's well sick of it by now. But we had a lot of games um, together and a lot of practice, and he was uh, he was a great help in preparing for Worlds. Yeah, what is your Worlds prep? Uh, go ahead and like, what is what did you do that? Because uh, I've been asking everybody this: what's your preparation like for a major tournament like this? What are you doing? Uh, what's the thought process that goes into it? You know, tell us about how how you prep for worlds. Sure. Um, I mean, look, I've been playing Whisper that Whisper and Mini Swarm for about you know three or four months almost exclusively. So I I was pretty comfortable with it, and I'd played against a lot of different stuff. But I kept having troubles with Engine Hand. Um, most of the other Falcons lower pilot skill wasn't a big deal because Whisper could move second. But 
you know, engine hand, I just uh, really rattled me. Um, and so I focused on playing against that. And it was probably probably to my detriment, I think. I just repetitively played it and played it and played it. And I just kept losing to it. And I think it, it, um, it really blew my confidence um, against hand. And, you know, I, I think you've seen that final, uh, you know, I, I think I was rattled and I wasn't, I wasn't confident going into that game against a against mm-hmm. a hand with an engine and and in, you know hindsight's beautiful. Um, yeah. And watching yeah. the replay, you know, I certainly could have played that game differently. And you know, I'm not saying it would have been a different result. You know, Paul's a great player, and that's a tough matchup. And but I had the tools there to to win or at least make it a close game. But I couldn't execute. Yeah. I'm going to be doing the uh, the commentary for with Team Covenant. So what, what's what should I uh, what should I say uh, as 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 I'm doing the the commentary in in regards to some of the things that you did? Oh man! It's a... <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Brutal question. Oh, no. You, no, you, look, you've got to call it as you see it, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be the first to acknowledge um, a lot of the moves I did there weren't my best, um, and that's taking nothing away from Paul. Like he he flew very well, and yeah, how about and... that uh, that four forward man? That was oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I've got uh, I've got a video of me losing to Paul on the internet too. All of my videos are losses, so you know at least there's that. Like, do you have, you were on a feature table that you won at least, didn't you? That's true. Yeah. So I was lucky enough in my first game, which was round two on the Thursday, to um, jump on a feature table against uh, against Mike, one of the local guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, so at least half of your internet videos are wins, not 100% losses. It could be worse, man. I lost to a 13-year-old. All right, yeah. all right. Enough about you, Richard. <laughs> the most disappointing thing, though, I thought was, you know, I watched the final from last year, and it was such a great game. Like, it was really close, and it was, you know, it could have gone either way, and it was great for X-Wing. It was great for the audience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, despite losing and, and all that stuff aside, I was just really disappointed the final couldn't be – I couldn't make it a close game like that. Um, and so for me, that that was a disappointing part was that it was a bit of a non-event, I think. And I think everyone saw that. Once you got the four forward boost out of there, you know, in my mind, that, that was it. And from there, you know, I, I I didn't have a good next turn. It was just sort of downhill and it was a bit, you know, a bit lackluster of a final. It was a very uphill battle for you at that mm-hmm. point. Once you That's pulled that, it was just like, okay. it, it was, it was going to, you were going to need a lot to to get back in there, and unfortunately, you know, he didn't he didn't give you much to work with. <laughs> but that's, oh, yeah. that's he's a great player, and, and he he punished me for my mistakes, and it was good to see. Yeah, I think that good. is uh, his defining feature: is once like he doesn't he I've never seen someone come back on him. I've seen Paul. I've seen lots of Paul's Paul's games, and. He can lose a game. I've seen it before. It'll ha- and it'll happen before. It'll happen again. Paul loses games, but he doesn't give up victories. If that makes sense. Mm, yeah, yeah. He was he was ruthless. Like he's. I mean, even though he was pretty comfortable in front, he just he was methodical in the in the way that he he beat me, and it was it was really good to watch. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. So uh, let's kind of dig into this to uh, to. Your your list and what you play. Do you are you a imperial only player, or will you play both squads, or is it sixty forty? What's the percent of uh, of lists that you play? Yeah, well, look, I'd actually probably consider myself a, a rebel player, uh, even though I've played imperials for you know four months now. Um, I I play everything. I, I really enjoy diversity, and I you know I was pretty sick of the whisper and mini swarm before worlds, and I I sort of 
got a bit lazy with it and, and didn't do too well recently and I was just getting bored. So I always like to mix it up and play different ships and try different stuff out and, and just, you know, keep the game fresh by new things. What's your Rebel Squad? Yeah. Oh, any of them. Oh, I, I, don't really have a, I don't really have a go-to. My Rebels is, is more just, hey, what's the, what do I feel like playing today? And I quite enjoy that side of the game of just turning up and yeah. trying new combos and seeing how it works. So when Scum comes out, how's that going to – are you going to – is that yeah, going to appeal – how is that going to appeal They did name it after us. Did you hear about that? <laughs> yeah. I, I did. Yeah, I did. Um, mate, I'm really looking forward to Scum. I think it's going to be a great faction and I think it's going to be some great mechanics. Um, you know, I've, I've seen I've seen the, the tidbits on the internet and I don't, I don't look at it too closely because I find I just like to – play with what's out at the moment and then when new stuff's released then look at it um, just keep my brain focused on on at the moment but um, from what I've seen I'm really looking forward to playing it and I think it's going to be a great faction for, for people who you know have played for a while and have played Rebels and Imperials are looking for some new flavour and, and a new uh, a new a new form or a new style to play and I think it's really going to reward the, the good players and the clever players what ship are you most excited about if, if I know you, you don't follow it too closely but is there one that you're kind of going. Oh, I got to check that out. Uh, to, to be honest, I, I actually don't like the look of the new ships. Um, I think the the Seek looks good, um, but the others I'm not a huge fan of. Um, so, I mean, that's a pretty shallow reason uh, not to. <laughs> hey, it's it, that's that's fine. It, you know, sometimes it's, it's like um, certain ships just don't look right, or you know, they're not interesting that way for you. Yeah, but you know, I, I'm looking forward to the the. The stuff that we don't know about yet. So I've seen that you know the couple of the the release ships, and I mean, there's got to be more scum ships coming out shortly. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they are and and what they can do and and we're that sort of thing. We're still waiting uh, for information for the Starfight for the Star Viper too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, once we see their dials, and and then we can sort of you know start thinking about it. But uh, you know, it's all going to be good. I, I look forward to playing everything. So I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this for uh, for for Mark because he's asked this of everyone else. So if you had an opportunity to fix the Tie Advanced, what would you do to fix that ship? <laughs> he's asked it of everybody else, and I, and I know and I know he wants me to ask it. We, we got to continue the trend. Yeah, look, I, it's a pretty straightforward problem and a pretty straightforward solution I think I mean the, the problem with the advance is it can't give out enough damage for a point for its points and I think the fix is to, to make it give more damage um, how they do that I, I don't know I mean I think maybe giving it just one extra attack might be too much or or without enough flavor so I'm not sure how they're going to go about it but I'll just say give it give it an extra damage um, let, let it do more attacks and I think that'll do it that's that's. I think you're in line with everybody else, and and how they've answered that. I, I what do you th- so so far? What do you think about like the game is two years old, right? Now you're now officially one of the staples of the game, you know. So you can't you can't dodge that anymore. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the future of the game, or how do you think that like what's what do you think of the state of X-wing at this at this point? Like what do you like? I, I guess that might be a general question, but. Sort of like, how do you sort of view X-Wing the game compared to, say, other games that are out there? Yeah, I mean, interesting question. I, um, uh, I mean, I haven't been playing X-Wing for long. I started in about March, April this year, so I haven't got a, you know, an extensive background like a lot of you guys do in, in how the game's developed. But, you know, 
from what I've seen so far, it's a it's a beautifully balanced game, and it's you know it's simple to learn, but it's hard to master, and it, and it has great depth. And I think that's what keeps people coming back to it and enjoying the game. And in terms of the state of it, you know, I think it's I think it's fantastic. Um, the the developers have got to chat with them, you know, while at Worlds, and just a lot of confidence in in how they go about it and, and what they're doing. And as long as they can keep that balance right, this game's going to be fantastic for years to come. Yeah, yeah. Have, you, have you played any other uh, miniatures games or any sort of uh, game similar to X Wing? Uh, I've played a little bit of 40k, um, but that's really it. I, I didn't play it for too long, and you know, so I'm not really. I don't have a big gaming background, so I, it's sort of hard for me to compare against other things. But you know, just playing it, I, as we all know, it's a great game. So, who at Worlds um, did you have the most fun playing against? Oh yeah, good question. Um, Dallas Parker. Um, I'm not sure if you saw. I've, I've written a couple of responses to him on the FFG website about his battle mm-hmm. report, and um, you know, I, I think I said it on Twitter as well. And and just that game against Dallas summarised what X-wing should be and what it should be. I think at, a, at any level, be it casual or competitive, and that's you know, two people who are focused on winning and trying their best to win, but between rolling your dice and doing your dials and checking your moves and all that sort of thing you can just relax and have a have a laugh with someone and, and it was great you know Dallas was a, a great guy and it was the most enjoyable game I've, I've ever played so great. tell us about that game yeah um, yeah so from, from memory um, which is getting a bit hazy now um, he, had, he had a swarm um, that was my second game ever against a swarm I, I played the round before against um, Ian um, so I was a bit unsure about how to, to go about you know, trying you to beat. You had three swarms in a row, in, in the didn't you? Didn't you have? Uh, you went through the the gauntlet of awesome swarm players. <laughs> oh, I did, yeah, I did. I mean, you know, and that's just one of those things on matchups. It's I got lucky. You know, people talk about luck in X Wing. I think the luck component really is your matchups in the top yeah, class. I, um, I totally agree with that. So you're matched up against one of the. So, the premier swarm players in, in Dallas Parker. I mean, he's known for that. How did uh, how did that play out, and what were you thinking? Yeah. Um, so, in terms of what I was thinking, I I wasn't entirely sure. I I, I knew I wanted to set up sort of a, a V asteroid or, a, or an arrowhead asteroid formation pointing at him to try and get him to pick a lane, and I I set up centrally and, and just try and react to what he's doing and get some blocks in on my tires and, and get a phantom on the flank. And it's a pretty pretty simple plan against him. Um, but he flew really well, and you know it was a really close game. And it ended up coming down to the, you know, it was literally the last dice roll, and it was it was awesome. It was a great finish. You know, he could have won, I could have won. There was a huge crowd. Everyone was sort of tense and anticipating. But Dallas and I were having a joke about you know what's going to happen, and it came down to the last dice roll. I think I needed to roll one evade on on three greens, and it came up blank blank evade, and that was it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so. that is absolutely awesome. It was, but yeah, great game, great guy, and and you know that that'll go down as my favorite game to date. Awesome, awesome. So I guess uh, finishing up here. So, uh, so what's your what is your plan like going forward it, with the game? Right, I mean, do you uh, do you think that you're going to be able to make it back to Worlds? Like, if if you can't make it to Worlds, are you going to be here next year? Or what's like the general like? You know, higher level gaming plan for you uh, going forward. Yeah, um, I mean, my wife's probably not going to like this answer, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to be back for Worlds next year. Work permitting, if I can get off. Mm. 
and I'm going to get better at the game. Uh, one thing that I did learn at Worlds is that you know a bit of natural ability or, or um, and you know an understanding of the basics of the game will get you so far. But really, watching the top players, they're on a different level, and and they've got plans, they've got asteroid plans, they've got all these different things they do for preparation um, and strategy during the game. They just execute, and and that's something I'm lacking. Um, and so they've really shown me, you know, guys like Paul and and Keith and Dallas, this level is, and and that's the stage I need to get to. So um, I'll keep working on that. Well, so if, uh, if for the people who are, you know, trying, who are listening and trying to get better, what would be your advice to, you know, get better and, you know, improve your X-Wing skills? Oh, uh, good question. And I think this is a really easy one is just play the best players you can. And that's where you learn, you know, I, all the things I learn is through my losses. I don't generally learn a lot through winning. Um, so play the best people you can. And if you can't, play them at a local store or you can't get to big competitions, jump on Vassal. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not good at Vassal, um, but I really enjoy playing it because I get to play against the top players in the world and they get to show me their moves, their squads and, and how they handle things. And I learn a lot out of, out of playing with Vassal. You, you also get those, um, you get to keep your logs so you can look at them and that's really nice for reviewing your matches for, for learning. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, and you can even list watch other people play. It's just an amazing tool, I think. Yeah. Well, well, I think that is going to wrap us up for our interview with uh, Morgan Reed. Morgan, what's your handle uh, online? And in, in case anybody wants to look up uh, what you've been doing online, yeah, so it's a tricky one. Um, it's Morgan. <laughs> uh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be too hard to find. So if a black uh, hole net tries to find you, just look for Morgan, and you'll get that's it. it. So on, on FFG, it's uh, Morgan R, and then on Team Covenant, it's just Morgan. Um, you know, in Vassal, it's just Morgan. So, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, not not awesome. trying to do much, uh, not trying to do much deceiving there. Well, uh, Galactic Holonet, uh, we just interviewed uh, world champion elect Morgan Reed. Morgan, thank you so much for coming yeah. on. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me on. It's a, it's a real honor, and uh, I'm glad to be able to contribute to the community and, and jump on and, and have a chat with you guys. Yeah, anytime you want to come on, just hit us up. We'll, we will absolutely have you on for sure. All right, we'll do. All right, so for the one, the only, Mr. Froggies, uh, my name is Richard White. This has been, uh, also known as Kelvin Tiberius, this has been the Scum and Villainy Podcast Interview Series. Thanks a lot, guys. Drop, 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 drop. It's a trap, on the attack, a cutthroat.